1: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you.
2: Hi, I'm Ben Stiller, and you're listening to the Pantheon Network.
1: Hey, I'm Nick DiMatteo, and welcome to Season 6, Episode 15 of Music Is Not a Genre MXG. I wasn't ready for the hand gestures that time. It's, oh, what a day, right? It's when, when you batch cook these episodes, it gets a little nuts, I'll say. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening. If you are just listening, go to youtube.com slash at music is not a genre to see a video for every single episode, including pod fasts, which are my favorite videos to do because they're funny slapstick comedy uh if you are watching you can stream just the audio anywhere uh that you listen to fine podcasts or other uh you know qualities of podcasts and uh as always patreon.com slash music is not a genre to support this and where you get bonus videos for every full episode let's get right into it this is death is dumb volume 16 death is drum They like that play on words there. Death is drum. Death is dumb. This was the 16th in my series uh, on uh, tragic music deaths and how death is dumb. And this one, why the subtitle? Pretty obvious. This entire episode is going to be on uh, drummers who have died. Uh, tragically or otherwise, although I contend that every death is tragic. uh, Every category musician has a list of tragic deaths. We know that's true. Drummers seem to have an overabundance, but that may just be a myth. It may just be perception because of how we think of drummers. Uh, But I wanted to dedicate an entire episode to drummers uh, for that reason, really, and for some other reasons. I wanted to also shed a light on as many of of these uh, deaths as I could find. Well-known, obscure, tragic, less tragic, recent... uh, uh, somewhat dating back to the 1970s in, in some cases. Uh, this is also dedicated to all the drummers that I have worked with, uh, whom I believe are all still alive. So you are not a part of this episode, but I dedicate it to you anyway. The structure, of course, uh, each section that I'm mentioning here, I'm going to do chronologically, and the sections are going to be, I, I break the deaths down into loose sections, uh, would be uh, well-known uh tragic deaths, lesser known or obscure tragic deaths, uh, less tragic deaths, uh, recent deaths, some special mentions of certain drummers, uh, some conclusions and the featured song questions, etc. And a mention of the bonus video and the bonus video this time. And I think you're going to love this is on Spinal Tap. Because if you know anything about that movie, and I'm not going to reveal too much because that's part of the bonus episode at patreon.com slash music is not a genre, Spinal Tap is well known for many amazing and awesome things, including uh, how many uh, drummers from the band uh, died in uh, mysterious or incredible ways. So that's the bonus video. That's going to be fun to talk about. Uh, One warning here for this episode is that I believe whenever possible and whenever sanctioned by the family, we should know how somebody died. When I when I read an obit, uh, it, it's somewhat unsatisfying to not know how they died. I think that death is a part of life, and I think to shun the ways in which we die is shunning an important part of life. Now, again, if the family wanted privacy, et cetera, et cetera, I, I, I get it, Um but at the same time, I can tell you if, if I, whenever the hell I make up a will, I, I'm, I would like my actual headline to be, you know, died by, I don't know, jumping off the Grand Canyon, whatever it is. I, I think it's important that we know how. And I'm going to mention that as often as I possibly can. So it's just one warning if you have any issues with that. Uh, and I reject. The natural causes as an adequate description because even though yes death is natural for all of us there's always a reason we die and i get natural causes might mean not an accident or not malice murder whatever uh being part of a fight or whatever it is but at the same time if that isn't the case and your only answer is still natural causes then i i don't care how old you are when you die there's you're not revealing some specific reason and it's just something that i'm interested in and i think we uh and I wouldn't say I have a right to know, but I think we we kind of should know and would want to know. Also, the more I dug into this, the more drummers I found who died tragic deaths, uh, interesting deaths, uh, less less interesting but still amazing drummers. So I know that to me means I know I have missed a ton of people. I mean, just thinking percentage-wise, there aren't that many drummers that I'm mentioning in this episode. I mean, there's quite a few, but compared to the amount of drummers in the world not that large of a percentage and con- considering that i would guess at this point most drummers in history have died uh, although you don't quote me on that i'm sure i'm missing a lot citations i've cused, of course used wikipedia as i do i also went to a site called please slash death rock roll drummers on stage and each of those are uh, separated by uh, dashes and And uh, that was interesting because some of these drummers did actually die on stage while they were performing or suffered a fit and then died subsequently uh, because of that on-stage fit. So let's just get right into it. Uh, Let's start with the very well-known drummer deaths, tragic drummer deaths. And uh, you'll hear the number 32 come up a lot in this episode, not quite as much as when I did uh, a season or two ago, that episode of the 27 Club. And how many people uh, in music died at the age of 27 and in other disciplines. But 32 seems to pop up uh, quite a few times. Uh, Starting with Keith Moon, drummer for The Who, uh, died on September 7th, 1978 at the age of 32. He overdosed on, uh, he had taken 32 clomathiazole tablets, Could be pronouncing that incorrectly. They say six were digested, which was enough to kill him. Uh, But he took 32. Just thought that's interesting. Uh, Followed a couple of years later, uh, almost exactly two years, by the death of um, Led Zeppelin's John Bonham. September 25th, 1980, which I sort of remember that death, honestly. It's kind of crazy. Uh, He choked on his own vomit in his sleep after drinking all day. And I know there's a certain, there's a clinical term for that, but I think you get the picture. Uh, Some other, um, those are the two big ones, of course, including one that at the end here who died recently, but some other fairly well-known deaths. Uh, Tommy Ramon from the Ramones, Thomas Erdely, uh, he was Hungarian. Uh, Like me, I'm half Hungarian, so kind of cool, from Queens, I believe. Uh, Died July 11th, 2014 at the age of 65 from bile duct cancer. And I think, is there only one member of the Ramones still alive and not even the main member? Kind of crazy kind of sad. Also, uh, and again, this is chronological, Vinnie Paul from Pantera died uh, June 22nd, 2018 at the age of 54, way too young, from dilated cardiomyopathy and coronary artery disease and i i i can't remember i guess i do not remember if i can't remember if i remember something does that mean i don't remember it or yeah that's a philosophical question uh more recently as we come up in the years neil pert from rush january 20 january 7th 2020 uh almost as big as big as uh chris squire from yes dying uh Age of 67 from a glioblastoma, which is brain cancer. And uh, I do remember that. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, you know. And then, of course, March 25th, 2022 is when Taylor Hawkins died at the age of 50, which still is almost hard to believe. And we will be seeing the Foo Fighters later this year. And uh, I forget the name of the drummer that they have there, who's apparently amazing and and new Taylor and all of that. But, um, you know, uh, it's... I, I'm sad that I never got to see the Foo Fighters with Taylor Hawkins, and but of course I'm more sad that he died at all. He died of, of a combination of uh, heart issues that they think had been happening and 10 different pharmaceuticals in his system. And I will say that in a lot of these cases, when you find deaths, especially younger, but not necessarily exclusively younger, if the death has something to do with failure of a certain body part or pharmaceuticals or whatever, it's often because... A lot of substance abuse of some kind had happened before, which of course is is indicative of mental health issues, and is you know just sad on so many levels. And you look at people who have been able to overcome that, and there are so many uh, in and out of the music world, and and live healthy lives and fulfilling lives, and. You understand that they're the lucky ones in many ways and and the ones who were able to find what they needed to find in order to get healthy in that way. And a lot of these people either did do that, but the damage had been done or were kind of unable to get there. which so let's get to the next uh section here and that is lesser known or obscure and I'm going to say right off the bat if you're a drummer drummer fan or a drummer and you know a lot about drummers historically and recently you may hear some of these and say that's not obscure that's not lesser known and I get it I'm 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 talking more in the popular sense of it's unlikely that many people would know these names today I knew a percentage of them, starting with the first one, uh, but I certainly didn't know all of of them. And so that's why, I mean, it's a bigger list as well. So first one, uh, October 16th, 1973 is when the great jazz drummer Gene Krupa died at the age of 64 of heart failure. When I was a kid, I remember uh, two drummers being mentioned over and over and over. Uh, as far as non-rock drummers, jazz drummers, and they were Gene Krupa and Buddy Rich, uh, which we'll get to soon. Al Jackson Jr., the drummer for Booker T. and the MGs, died October 1, 1975, at the age of 39, and Booker T. was going strong at the time. Uh, They, I believe, were um, a session band who did a lot of session work for other artists and then broke out with their own album and songs and hits in the early 70s, Al Jackson Jr. was shot five times in the back while he was on his knees uh, at home uh, by an intruder. Uh, there were more intruders, but I think one of them shot him five times. And I think there was some connection with somebody, somebody new and blah, 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 which is often the case with uh, invasions like that. Uh, we're going up in the, the, the 80s now. Uh, Anthony uh, Kwakuba, uh, known as Rebop was a Ghanaian percussionist for bands like Traffic, Can, uh, Jimmy Cliff, and many others. Died on January 12, 1983 at the age of 38 of a cerebral hemorrhage while he was on stage with Jimmy Cliff in Stockholm. So in the middle of percussing on stage, had a cerebral hemorrhage and died. Uh, Buddy Rich, the other big jazz drummer, the drummer that was often mentioned prior to drummers being as much of a phenomenon as they eventually became in the rock world and in the kind of funk world. I mean, yeah, you know, plenty of jazz drummers who we know of as amazing, but they don't often get as much attention as the vocalists or pianists or sax players or whatever else. Or even bass players in some cases. Buddy Rich died uh, April 1987. I, for some reason, I don't have the t- exact date down here. Uh, at the age of 69 uh, of respiratory and cardiac failure related to treatment for a brain tumor and interesting thing about buddy rich he was often featured doing just solos by himself uh and i think i remember this from like the tonight show and things like that i'm pretty sure he did his own show for or something like that where he would talk about drumming and then show the drumming and then do extended solos and a lot of people took off from that and i've seen talent shows where people would get up and do like extended drum solos on their own with no other instruments and he was somebody who to me I'm sure he wasn't the first, but he kind of pioneered that as far as popularity. I also understand he was kind of an asshole, but as far as a drummer, I mean, even the Beastie Boys name check Buddy Rich. So, you know, a lot of people knew him long after uh, he, you know, fell fell from prominence and or died. Sticking to the 80s, uh, Sylvester Allen, known as Papa D., Who was the drummer for war who i mentioned in the last episode as being an incredible 1970s funk rock band that we should know more about died on august uh three i don't know or eighth wow my my notes it's definitely not august 38th 1988 at the age of 57 of again a cerebral hemorrhage while that happens i would love to know are there a lot of guitarists and bass players and vocalists who die of cerebral hemorrhages? Because it does seem like there are quite a few people on this list of drummers who died. Well, heart, but people of all walks of life die of heart things or drug things or whatever. But cerebral hemorrhage, it makes me wonder, is there a connection? And I kind of hope not. Anyway, next one, getting into, into the 90s, Jeff Porcaro, fame uh, of Toto fame um, and with his brother, Uh, And he also did tons and tons of session work, one of the best session drummers in history, died on August 5th, 1992 at the age of 38 uh, of multiple issues, including heart disease, um, uh, you know, complications from smoking his whole life, uh, and and apparently a reaction to a pesticide he was spraying in his garden, which I think then aggravated these other things, and, and then he died. Shortly after a few years, Ken Jensen from the Canadian punk band DOA died January 29th, 1995 of, at the age of 27, which I I wonder if I mentioned Ken Jensen in the 27 Club. If I didn't, that was an oversight in that episode. Died in a house fire. So that, you're talking completely non-natural causes and, and pretty tragic. Things like that happen uh, in some ways more so than others. Okay, Walter Crash Morgan, who was in the most famous Canadian reggae band, that uh, which is Messen J-A-H. Uh, he was also, as part of that band, in the 1988 Tom Cruise movie, Cocktail. Uh, so a little bit of fame there. Died October 6, 1995, at the age of 36. He was on stage with Messenger, stood up in the middle of drumming, and died of a heart attack. This is all from that one site that I mentioned, crazy and eerie. Uh, I remember thinking, and I don't know if this is true, I I don't know if it was just from the movie and it's mythical or it's not true. I'm pretty sure it's not true, but there was some scene of like George Gershwin dying on stage while he was playing piano or something. And again, I don't think that's true, but it always haunted me as a kid to think, oh, you can die on stage, you know, like it's crazy. Uh, speaking of same year, 95, November 8, 1995, country Dick Montana of the cowpunk band Beat Farmers died at the age of 40. Again on stage, again of a heart attack. Like, what was going on in 95, dudes? I don't know, but you know, pretty dumb. Death is dumb. Tony Williams, a drummer for Miles Davis and so many others, but really made his fame with Miles Davis, died February 23, 1997, at the age of 51. Uh, again, of a heart attack during gallbladder surgery, so it didn't survive the surgery. Uh, Cozy Powell, following year, April fifth, nineteen ninety-eight. Who was uh, who worked with tons of bands, including the Jeff Beck Group, Rainbow, Brian May from Queen, White Emerson Lake and Powell, uh, different from Emerson Lake and Palmer by one guy, and Black Sabbath, died at the age of fifty uh, in a speeding car crash, ninety-eight. Uh, 1998. Uh, Mitch Mitchell, who was the drummer for Jimi Hendrix, experience died November 21, 2008, at the age of 62, uh, from immune system disorder and cancer. Uh, but brought on, they think by exhaustion, had been drumming like crazy, and it just, uh, being sick already from a few things, it took its toll. Jimmy the Rev Sullivan from the band Avenged Sevenfold died December 28, 2009. At the age of 28, uh, an overdose of prescription drugs uh, and an enlarged heart. Uh, They don't know if the enlarged heart was congenital or if it had something to do with the drug abuse and et cetera, but there's what happened there. Uh, Devin Clifford from the dance punk band You Say Party, We Say Die, who subsequently changed their name to just You Say Party for obvious reasons, died April 18th, 2010 at the age of 30 from a brain hemorrhage, cerebral hemorrhage. And died on stage. No, he had the hemorrhage on stage on April 16th and died on April 18th. Uh, couldn't treat him. Brad Parker from the disco band uh, Generation Esmeralda uh, died September 23, 2012, at the age of 59. Same, similar, had a heart attack on stage on April, on uh, September 22nd, died the next morning. Bob Burns, Leonard Skynyard. Uh, April 3rd, 2015, died at the age of 64 from a car crash after hitting mailbox and a tree on a sharp curve. And that's just one in a long line of Leonard Skinner tragedies, as we, we know if you know the band. Uh, Phil, Filthy Animal Taylor from Motorhead, November 12, 2015, at the age of 61 from liver failure. And it was just, I think, a few years later when Lemmy died. So, Motorhead's, uh, you know, lives have taken their toll. Nick Menza from Megadeth, May 21, 2016, at the age of 51, collapsed on stage from congestive heart failure. Honestly, as I read these, uh, I mean, the list of people who died on stage is smaller than the list overall, yet it's a pretty darn significant percentage, and uh, it really... It's a, it's a site to look up and just, just search for, uh, you know, drummers who died on stage or something like that. And you'll get the fuller stories of what happened. It's absolutely fascinating and eerie and all of that. Uh, and again, this is partly as I do these episodes and this is the 16th death is dumb episode. It really is to point out my, kind of my philosophy that, you know, uh, I uh, and I repeat this every so often because I think it's important to repeat that we often emphasize all of the lessons we learn from being mortals. You know, being you know, like we have to die, so that makes life more precious, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I argue that there are plenty of ways to feel as though life is precious without having to to do that. And of course, it's a fantasy, you know. Uh, but at the same time, I haven't necessarily found any benefit from death. You know, and uh, that's just a very simplistic way of stating my philosophy, and and one of the reasons why I do this, but also to to say there are a lot of uh, people we should we should honor and mourn in whatever way we do. Uh, I am not as huge a drummer fan as other instruments, but there are drummers I've always revered. Fortunately, most of them, I'm pretty sure, almost all of, almost all of them are still alive, so I haven't had to mourn a lot of drummers. But if you're a, a deep dive drummer fan, uh, there, I'm sure there are a lot of these drummers that you have mourned, or you know, or maybe hopefully you knew they died, but if you didn't, um, help kind of helping you discover that. Uh, speaking of which, uh, James Brown's drummer, the Funky Drummer, Clyde Stubblefield, died February 18th, 2017, at the age of 73, kidney failure. Now there are those of you out there, and this becomes important in the next section that I do, who might say, "Oh." 73. That's not tragic. Well, I know plenty of people close to that age, slightly younger, slightly older, and who are as vibrant and full of life as people at any other age, frankly. And fortunately, most of them are also very healthy, especially especially for an age like that. And I can tell you that if they were to die short, sure, The longer life you live, the more impact you have, the more you get to experience, the more people get to experience you. But an end of a life at any age is, to me, is a tragic thing. And so that's why I put uh, Subblefield on this. And I have a certain cutoff for the next section, which I'll talk about age wise, but it's kind of arbitrary. Uh, John Blackwell, who was a drummer for Prince and D'Angelo, among others, died July 4, 2017 at the age of 43. From a brain tumor. Interesting that brain tumor pops up uh, quite often here. I haven't done a list of uh, what's the most prominent way that these drummers have died. I think it's heart, but I also think um, brain issues and drug or alcohol issues and cancer also happen quite often. And then there's there's been a few accidents, not quite as often, uh, but they do pop up. Uh, So Tim Curry, not a well-known drummer. I never heard of him. The only reason I know about Tim Curry is because he was on that site about drummers who died on stage. Uh, He died August 24th, 2019 at the age of 66 uh, on stage from a heart attack again. And uh, because he was on that site, What happened, I believe, I want to say there was a video of it, or if not, was just in the news. He had a band, the tribute band, Tim Curry's Motown Review, would do really anything that had horns in it. So it would even do Chicago and things like that. Uh, So something I might have been interested in seeing at some point. And I believe it was even said on the site that the only reason that he's on uh, this list or known at all is because he died on stage. Uh, Kenny Dixon, R&B drummer who drummed for Kane Brown uh, prominently, died October 12, 2019 at the age of 27 from a car crash. Kevin Clark, who if you saw School of Rock in the early 2000s with Jack Black, he was the kid who played the drummer, was an actual drummer. So he was a kid in the early 2000s. May 26, 2021 at the age of 32. There's that number again. Again, not that often, but it's interesting that that's the most common number on this is 32, although we have seen some 27s. Kevin Clark had just uh, done, I think, his first rehearsal or show with a new band that he was forming and was hit by a driver while biking and died. And then finally in this section, Joey Jordison from Slipknot. On July 16th, sorry on july 26 2021 died at the age of 46 in his sleep from complications of acute transverse myelitis and so we come to the end of this section and i think this is also a good time to come to the end of the first half of this episode so mull over some of those maybe rewind a little if there are some facts you're missing or favorite drummers you want to uh, hear about again and we'll be back right after my mid-roll Hey, so I was going to do the usual and just list all of the links that I'd love for you to check out, but I realize that everything you need to know and everywhere you need to go is at nickdemadio.com. That really is the hub. I list all the links in every episode just in case, but nickdemadio.com is where I put everything that I do. If you want to know more about this podcast, whether it's the audio version or the YouTube version at youtube.com slash app music is not a genre or wherever else the podcast shows up, or if you want to support the podcast at patreon.com Slash music is not a drama. Just go to nickdemadio.com. It's all there. If you want to check out my full discography of original music and covers for my band Rec, REC, and beyond, It's at NickDimadio.com, including all the streaming and social links for wherever you listen to music and wherever you check out your social. Uh, My acting clips are there. My voiceover clips are there. Graphic design, my blog, and most especially, it's the best place to contact me. If you go to NickDimadio.com slash contact or just hit the contact is on every single page. You can send me a note, say hello, ask me any questions you'd like. You get a newsletter a few times a month and... If you have a project of your own and need work done for it, whether it's audio editing or music or voiceover or graphic design, or if you have an event and you need live music, go to nickdomadio.com, contact me, say hello, let me know what you need. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show crossfade and we are back I, I i promise i won't say crossfade for every single episode but i'm just kind of into it right now and we are back i uh, hope you listen to that mid-roll and i hope you support this podcast any way you can subscribe like share whatever but especially uh patreon.com slash music is not a genre would really mean a lot to me let's get back to the episode the next section something i call less tragic drummer deaths now again all death is tragic. I don't care what anybody says it is. But some death, yes, is more tragic than others. When I've known people whose children have died, I mean, you can't really get more tragic than that. Uh, but the you know, we can certainly classify deaths of certain kinds as less tragic. To make a cutoff, I arbitrarily chose the age of 75. Now, again, I will say I know people older than that And their deaths uh, will be tragic when they happen, whatever age they die. But I can understand the mindset of being like, well, you live past 75. You've had a pretty long, fulfilling life. And uh, it's just an interesting way to make a distinction here. So and because, yes, if you're listening to all of this, you will say that somebody who died at the age of 27 in a house fire that is more tragic than somebody who died at the age of, you know, 76 or 80 or 90. So first one, again, chronological, uh, Elvin Jones, who was the drummer for John Coltrane, among others, uh, died May 18, 2004, at the age of 76, of heart failure. Uh, one of my, uh, you know, the close to my heart here, uh, Laudir de Oliveira, Laudir de Oliveira uh, who was a percussionist on Feeling Alright, Joe Cocker, but also was a full member of Chicago for several years. Uh, died September 17, 2017, at the age of 77, so a lot of sevens. He was uh, on stage in Rio, in Brazil, died of a heart attack on stage. Uh, kind of a shock when it happened because um, other than Terry Kath, all the other members of Chicago are still alive, well, even if they're not part of the band. Uh, big one here. Remember this one. Ginger Baker, who was a drummer for Cream and Blind Faith and Hawkwind, among many others, died October 6, 2019, at the age of 80. It was likely chronic obstructive pulmonary disease from years of heavy smoking, which uh is still a better answer than natural causes. It, it makes it understandable, et cetera, et cetera. And I just like I, I feel like here's here's how here's what I feel like you write it you're writing a novel you're reading a you're reading a novel or writing it yeah we're watching a movie or whatever it is you're telling a story in some way in some media in some capacity some format you want an ending of the story to be satisfying if that ending is death unless you are trying to make some existential abstract point and are deliberately being obtuse or obscure uh, as as i think as an artist and as a you know a fan or a consumer you want it you want to know how that person died as much as possible all right so even anything that leans towards an answer to me is better than natural causes uh, tony allen uh, nigerian Afrobeat drummer for felakuti died april 30 2020 at the age of 79 uh of an abdominal aortic aneurysm all right and then only one more on this list is a pretty short list this is a much uh shorter episode than the episode of 1970s albums uh so you know like to mix it up charlie watts fairly recent drummer for the stones for almost 60 years died august 24 2021 at the age of 80 of cancer which brings me to a list that is actually quite a bit longer than the list of uh, what I called less tragic. And the only reason I separated this is out is to show that, sure, you can talk about Gene Krupa dying in 73, or you can talk about Keith Moon and Bonham and, and all these people who we know historically uh, died, and it's just a part of the fabric of history of music. There have been so many recent drummer deaths. So many um more i think more so maybe possibly and i i didn't make a count but it might be more so than most of the rest of the list here which is crazy that it's that top heavy or bottom heavy that it's that much in recent years and by recent i'm i'm saying anything from 2022 or 2023 Uh, I don't know if any drummers have died yet in 2024. I certainly haven't found uh, evidence of any, Uh, and I'm recording this uh, mid-January, so I don't know, but that's my cutoff recent, the last two years. So, of course, Taylor Hawkins was already mentioned. I'm just going to mention Taylor Hawkins again, because that was sort of what kicked off my wanting to do this episode at all, was when Taylor Hawkins died, I had already done a Foo Fighters episode. And then I thought to myself, well, shoot, I need to find a way to honor Taylor Hawkins. And I've mentioned him in other episodes, but uh, I I thought that dedicating this Death is Dumb to drummers was one way of honoring that. And it it was inspired by the death of Taylor Hawkins. So uh, first one, uh, chronologically, Rick Parnell, who was an actual drummer, but also the drummer For Spinal Tap when they played actual music and was the drummer in Spinal Tap, the movie in This Is Spinal Tap, uh, as I guess an actor slash drummer, uh, played the one who exploded, died on May 1, 2022 at the age of 70 from a blood clot in his lung that led to organ failure. And uh, other than the death of Rick Parnell himself being significant, the other reason this is significant is because my bonus video is on the fictional Spinal Tap drummers who have died. And it's sort of uh, eerie and prescient in a way that one of the drummers died in real life at the at, you know, not too long before the time of the recording of this episode and of other things happening in the Spinal Tap world, which I will talk about at patreon.com slash music is not a genre click the link below and go to the bonus episode sign up you get to see it the only place you'd get to see it also in that year october 28 2022 dh peligro from the dead kennedys died at the age of 63 so he fell at home and hit his head but they think it was an overdose from a mixture of heroin and fentanyl and also had lung cancer a lot of reasons why that guy might have died. You'll also find that these more recent deaths mention oxy and fentanyl and things like that more often than in any previous deaths in history, which, of course, that's the case. Uh, Eric Cougrand uh, from the Smashing Burritos died November 4, 2022 at the age of 58. Heart attack while on stage. That's, I think, of all the on stage deaths listed on that site. Most of them were heart attacks. Uh, Jeremiah Green from Modest Mouse, fairly recent band, died December 31st, 2022, at the age of 45 from cancer. Fred White from Earth, Wind, and Fire, which the reason why that band is named now is because the main dude is Sagittarius, just like me. I always thought that was cool. Died on the same day, December 31st, 2022, at the age of 67. There was no cause of death given. Uh, I do respect the wishes of the family, but at the same time, what happened? I would love to know. Now, in some of these cases, I think, and what's interesting is you're going to find a lot more of these in this section as no cause of death. And it's largely because they're so recent that either A, no full autopsy results, or B, it's one of those FOIA, you know, Freedom of Information Act things, uh, colloquially speaking, metaphorically, in that as time passes, people are more willing to reveal certain facts that they might be uncomfortable with when it's too close to the date. So there's a couple reasons why you're going to see more of that no cause of death. Uh, Next one, Joshua Madsen, like Joshua, but without an H, uh, from the Danish thrash metal band Artillery, died March 10th, 2023 at the age of 45 was struck by a bus. I believe he was walking. He had actually just recently left the band artillery and was, I think coming home from rehearsal for a new band. So that's pretty sad. Uh, Jim Gordon, top session drummer for people like John Lennon, George Harrison, Eric Clapton, Harry Nilsson, Carly Simon, Steely Dan was part of the famous session band, the wrecking crew who were on so many hits. I'll talk about that a little later. Died March 13, 2023 at the age of 77. What's interesting again about this guy could have done a whole episode in, but I'm sure other people have talked about this had schizophrenia was just a troubled, troubled person with a troubled life. uh real, just an amazing drummer who had a health issue. Uh, at the time of his death in March, 2023 had been in prison for 40 years for killing his own mother in June, 1983. Uh, so, A lot of tragedy there in general uh, before, during, and after all of that. And for many people, and again, no cause of death given for Jim Gordon. Uh, John Rowan, a.k.a. Blackie Onassis, the drummer for Urge Overkill, died June 14th, 2023, at the age of 57. And again, no cause of death given. Uh, I remember liking Sister Havana and, and all that. I don't know a whole lot more about Urge Overkill. Teresa Taylor, a.k.a. Teresa Nervosa, drummer for the butthole surfers was in the movie slackers died june 18 2023 at the age of 60 from lung disease i believe from smoking her whole life uh gary young was the original drummer for pavement uh quite a bit older than everybody else in Pavement, though i thought that was interesting died august 17 2023 at the age of 70 Uh, No cause of death was given again, but he had a prolonged period of health challenges, uh, which again is a little more satisfying than having no answer at all. Steve Riley from the band L.A. Guns died October 24, 2023 at the age of 67 from uh, pneumonia and weakness from many health complications. So I think a lot of things converged. Uh, Aaron Spears who was a drummer for Usher, Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Lady Gaga, Miley Cyrus. So a lot of huge freaking stars in the pop and R&B world died October 30th, 2023 at the age of 47. No cause given that's super recent. You can understand why there's no cause revealed yet. The hope is that there is a cause revealed because when a death like that happens, it not just impacts that person and that person's family, but all of those artists and all the artists fans. Uh George Funky Brown uh, from Cool and the Gang, one of my favorite uh bands of that type, died November 16, 2023, at the age of seventy-four from lung cancer. Uh, I think there was another uh, member of Cool and the Gang who had died recently as well. And I cannot remember how many members of that band are still alive, but I know that they had still been releasing albums fairly recently. Uh and last in this section here of recent deaths. Uh, as recent as I could find, Colin Burgess, who was the original ACDC drummer in the uh, early 70s and was in a, uh, from Australia and was in a band and many other bands. And he was in one band that apparently ended up in the Australian Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or something like that. You can look him up, Colin Burgess, December 16th, 2023, at the age of 77 from unknown causes. Uh, and again, not satisfying, still tragic. Hopefully, they'll reveal how he died. And I will say that for anybody for whom they didn't reveal. So we're coming close to the end of this episode. I've got one more section before we get to my usual at the end, and that is special mentions. Now, these special mentions to me, uh, there's one dude on this list who is dead, but then you'll see why it's a special mention and the others are not. And you'll hopefully understand why I mention these. It's not an episode on drummers in general. If it was, I would mention pe- more people like Jimmy Chamberlain or just the Matt Cameron, I think. Just anybody who I believe he shares my birthday too, Matt Cameron, hmm. uh, who I like revere as a drummer or, or whatever that's not what this episode is about. It's about death is drum. Death is dumb. Uh, but I felt these people needed mentioning, hopefully you'll see why. So first of all, how blame? Again, big drummer for the Wrecking Crew, probably more so even than Jim Gordon. Uh, wrecking Crew did over 35,000 sessions and over 6,000 singles. They were on so many famous singles. You could probably list 100 of them and, know, and you would know them all if you know singles from the 60s and 70s. He died on March 11, 2019 at the age of 90. And what's interesting about that is A, uh, that's the oldest death, uh, n- number here for anybody on this list. And, and B, I don't think any, none of the other drummers even came close to living that long of a life. Uh, now some might, some will, we know of a couple who are getting closer and closer, but, uh, 90 is 10 years above anybody else on this list. I think Charlie Watts was 80. They say, uh, how Blaine died of natural causes, but I, I did a little research and found that we, they believe it was a brain tumor. Or they know it was and just didn't want to state, oh, he's 90, let's just say natural causes. No, screw that. I reject that. All right. That's actually it for deaths for this episode. The rest of this special mention list are are artists who are still alive. Rick Allen, who is currently 60 years old and the the drummer, longtime drummer for Def Leppard. You probably know this. December 31st, 1984, lost an arm in a car crash. I believe his left arm. But recovered and has still been the drummer for Le- for sorry for Def Leopard, not Led Zeppelin, uh, and that's always been absolutely uh, phenomenally fascinating to me, and I think that's wonderful. There are plenty of uh, otherly able disabled, whatever you want to say it, people in the music world, and this guy just by default is kind of a pioneer. I mean also Jose Feliciano, also Stevie Wonder, also Ray Charles, anybody who has something like that that they have to contend with who could still make amazing music. Uh, Now, of course, special mention Ringo, 83 years old. Sure, you can say that. There are other drummers in the world who are probably that old, but not many, if any, who are still actively drumming both live and on recordings, and actively writing songs, and actively singing. You have to give it up for Ringo for being as vibrant as he is, and I don't understand how he looks as good as he does at the age of 83. If it has to do with being a vegetarian or whatever then that makes me sad because i don't think i'll ever get there and then for some reason i threw this on uh ringo's son zach starkey uh, age 58 currently who has the, been the drummer for the who for really a long time and has drummed for other bands who have lost drummers or needed fill-in drummers or whose drummers left or whatever he's been this sort of utility dude like kind of matt cameron who uh deserves special mention as well, who has come in and saved a lot of bands because he's an awesome freaking drummer and is able to plug in where needed and has certainly done that for the who and that's like that's my list that's my entire list uh some conclusions this is the question for this entire episode. Are there a greater percentage of tragic drummer deaths than for any other instrument or, or voice or anything like that? Probably not. And if so, it's it's negligible, uh, but I would even say no. But the myth is there because drummers are often seen as the wild cards, the loose cannons, the one whose emotions are poured into their instrument more so than anybody else. And so that means their troubles and blah, blah, blah. A lot of that is crap. There are far more drummers who are stable, leading stable lives than there are non. It's just the ones who aren't are the ones who get more press uh, for obvious reasons. But The myth is there. The trope is there. It's why Spinal Tap and other movies and TV shows and books have used it to be like, um, there are two things that you know about drummers. Uh, it's, It's hard to find a good drummer when you're putting a band together. It's usually the hardest part, putting a band together. And well, more than two things, they're usually considered mercurial in more ways than even a lead guitarist, let's say, or whatever else. Uh, other you know myths and tropes we have, but also that. Uh, we like to think or believe that there are more tragic drummer deaths than anything else. And I think Spinal Tap honestly has a lot to do with that. And you'll find out in my bonus episode on patreon.com slash music is not a genre. Click the link below and you get to see the bonus video on Spinal Tap and all the dead drummers in that fake band. Uh, The other thing to say, though, about this is that drumming probably prolonged the life of many of these people. As can playing any instrument or pursuing any kind of art or any craft or anything, honestly, with passion. I believe things like that prolong people's lives as much as possible. Which brings me to the featured song. This featured song, you know, I cover a lot of artists from a lot of genres. It's not just rock drummers. It's pop drummers. It's R&B and it's uh, funk and it's jazz and all of that and then and country and, and everything, uh, punk and so, this song might not seem like an obvious choice, but there there's a reason. There's two reasons for it. One is I didn't want to make an obvious choice. I wanted to pick a song that said drumming is on an, oh, tons of kinds of music. So, maybe three reasons. The second reason is this is a new song. This is a new song by my band, Wreck. It's a new single, which has just been debuted or is about to debut. I don't know when this episode is coming out, but uh, January 26th, 2024 is when this single drops. It's a song called All On Me from the album Kite to Camden. It's actually All On Me Lo-Fi from the album Kite to Camden Lo-Fi. And I'll explain that in a future episode. But either way, it's All On Me and is a song that I wrote and sang and produced and recorded and the whole thing. And what makes this great for this episode is that it's the first song I am officially releasing under my name that has me drumming on it. There's only one other song that's been released before this that has me drumming on it, and it is a uh, Bowie cover done with a good friend of mine, uh, Alex Montaldo. Uh, I was the drummer on that as well, uh, which was just released a couple of months ago. But otherwise, as far as music that I have created and released, this will be the first one in the world to be released worldwide streaming all on me which you'll hear in just a minute or so. Uh, there are some electronic drums and other electronic instruments on there, but the real drums that you hear, that's me. Questions. Were any of these drummers that I mentioned your favorite drummers? Uh, did you learn new things about drummers you had never heard of or when they died or things like that? Which ones of these deaths, if any, hit you the most? Uh, I know there were a few that really socked me, especially you know the obvious ones like Bonham and Keith Moon. Are there drummers I totally missed? Yes, there are. And I would love to know who they were. I'd love for you to tell me and comment and all of that because my objectives here, of course, are music, conversation, and connection. Thank you so much for hanging with me. And I will talk to you next week.
0: We had a bad fight last night But that's not where the story ends You said we'd wake up and make up But I said we should just be friends I got all stuck in my head uh, Not one word you said And this morning I had to leave Couldn't breathe And so if last night Was our last night Then I guess that's all That's all on me We took a long walk, had a hard talk, that's not where it all went wrong. You said I need help, that I'm not myself, I said baby, maybe we just don't get So if that long walk was our last talk, then I guess that's all, that's all on to call you but couldn't get through It's better maybe to leave bad enough alone But I can't run from the truth I'm bad enough alone in this room and I love almost everything, everything about, you. about you I can't give up the fight Gotta let go of last night and focus on who we could be all on me, on me, all on, on me. me. Such a tragedy.